Finally, The Rock has come home, ladies and gentlemen, to Friday Night SmackDown, the number one show here on Women's Wrestling Talk. And we are here to talk about the unexpected, uh, a lot of still confusion within the bloodline, the whole Judgment Day and all of that stuff. And I'm so tired of Bailey losing, but we'll talk a little bit more about all of that once we get into Friday Night SmackDown at the show. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. That's right, you guys. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I am all smiles tonight because there is so much nostalgia here tonight. There, The goats met across from each other, and we'll dive a little bit more into that. But I hope you guys are you guys are definitely in for a treat tonight with Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, of course, I'm your EICFWT here, Driana Santana, and one half of the only dominant tag team in all of history, the Soul Shakers. And, of course, I'm here. It's currently still... Steph Mania 30. It's still it's still happening. Uh, we're still in the month of celebrating Stephanie and all the things she does. But Stephanie, how are you feeling? I mean, the Friday night smackdown. I mean, the unexpected happened, what we have longly waited for. I mean, how are you feeling about this episode in general, outside of you know what we gotta get into? Well, ma'am, I just <laughs> I was just, you know, blown away because, of course, with it still being Steph Mania is just filled with all the things that I know and love and appreciate, you know, about mm -hmm. professional wrestling. And I can definitely say SmackDown has consistently been one of those things in my own wrestling fan life. Um, and this show and this episode really embodied all of that. And I just can't wait to really talk about it because there's just so much to dive into with it. But either way, this was an amazing, memorable episode for sure. I definitely have to agree. What's going on, Joseph? I mean, uh, the Mile High City gave us a good episode with some confusing parts. I definitely uh, do agree. What's going on, Cool Gamer? Uh, thank you guys for joining all of those who are currently popping in as of right now. I mean, we might as well just go ahead and get started. Uh, we had Pat McAfee, uh, who uh, came out tonight, thought maybe he was going to do some commentary stuff, but he had some other plans. I mean, it was more so of a welcoming of a Friday Night SmackDown. Of course, you know, we are going into the new mode or a new era of WWE, especially with the merge with TKO and everything. Um, and why not have someone uh, like Pat McAfee uh, come out here and, I mean, you know, Get the crowd hype and ready to go to talk about and what we're about to dive into for Friday Night SmackDown. And even in the midst of him, uh, you know, welcoming everyone to Friday Night SmackDown, there's always an a-hole somewhere lingering around. First of all, this photo is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> let's start there. It looks like a fucking chipmunk. But there's always someone lingering around who wants to ruin the moment for everyone and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Of course, Theory, once again, he keeps holding on to things. Pat McAfee beat him at WrestleMania and, uh, you know, WrestleMania last year. And, I mean, uh, once again, Theory, you just find yourself to get yourself involved with 
everybody who you have stepped into the ring with and have probably gotten your ass beat by too and talked about in so many different ways. And I don't know if you and Pat were shopping in the same area decide y'all want to come out dressed alike as twins, but you like, I don't know what y'all had in store, but whatever. We're not here to talk about theory. We are here to talk about the great one, the most electrifying man in all of WWE history. The Rock. I mean, so for me, wise, I, this did get a little a little spoiled for me. I will say, um, but even even in the midst of this, I still had chills. Like the the aura, the 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 eruption inside of the the venue. I mean, uh, the the theme that we haven't heard in I don't know how many years. I mean, it's this is. I'm gonna say this was my childhood. This was a lot of us childhood watching watching the Attitude Era and watching The Rock himself. You know, whether he was inside the ring doing movies or popping up, it's been a long time since we've seen The Rock be inside of a WWE arena. Uh, period. And I mean, it's just like, oh my god, I I don't even I don't even know how how to feel because even just even just him standing there. Taking it all in, um, in 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 the place that he basically built. This is his home, you know. The lady to smack it down on on your candy asses, like all like this entire moment here of 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 the Rock being in WWE when people have been wondering when is the rock going to come back you know of course because of the whole roman thing and the whole bloodline thing and he comes out you know and and i mean it, it's such a great moment and i mean of course the theory i just feel like theory you are on a, a one hell of a run i will say you've encountered with so many different people and all of them talk down on you belittle you and make you look exactly like what you are jackass and you know, getting your ass beat. You started talking about, oh well, this isn't the Austin that you were with back in the day. This is Austin Theory, okay? This is the Rock in Austin. You know, it's like, didn't you get a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, you know. So I mean, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, I get it. It's Pat McAfee is the reason why the Rock is here. It should have been Grayson Waller. Still, I still stick on that. I'm still, I'm still gonna go with that. I still feel like it should have been, it should have been Grayson that could have gotten the rock here. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go with that. But nonetheless, I mean, so many just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very speechless. I didn't give a damn what they talked about. I was just happy that the rock was here. That's all that mattered to me, was that the rock was. Here. I was very close. I was, I was one, one show host off. I was. But I mean, the rock being here, and I mean, theory thought that he was gonna try to take a cheap shot on the rock, and he did. And I mean, this is what happens you got the people's elbow, you lucky you didn't get rock bottom, and then he allows Pat McAfee to go off and do the same thing, too, and everything. And I mean, like I said, this was just a great, this was just a great moment. I mean, you you couldn't have told me in 2023 we will be seeing the rock on SmackDown. Or the rock back in WWE, period. After countless of moments and times where we were expecting him to come back, we we're expecting him to be a part of things. 
And those who are in Denver, I hate all of you because you got this moment on a random, like, Friday. Nothing, you know, of course we know Fastlane is on the way, but nothing that's going to be, like, crazy leading up to, like, just something that you can just expect The Rock to be there. That that's that exactly what the a hole got, um, and the fox was definitely bleeping that out. Not on mine stream because I I I definitely um can hear that. Right, like imagine you're at a round of SmackDown, you're just having a good, you're just here to have a good time, just watching. Then you hear the rocks, and he's just like, I could have had a heart attack. I could have died in the seat right there. I could have. I like my my soul could have left my body, and I would have been like, you know what? It is my time, Lord. Just take me. Because there is no fucking way that this man is standing here in this ring and I'm able to see him with my 2020 vision plus contacts and see this man clearly. There's no way. But Stephanie, I know you have a lot to say, but I mean, The Rock being here, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> it's just. Oh my God. Okay. So just to, you know, paint the picture. Um, I live with my parents and, you know, my dad loves, my dad and I love wrestling and we watch it together and stuff. And so it's just like, my mom's in the other room, you know, I'm watching TV, we're eating, you know, we're watching wrestling, you know, we see Pat McAfee. I'm already, you know, on eight. Because I love Pat McAfee so much. And I miss him in wrestling almost every day. So it's just like anytime I get to see him, whether it's on ESPN or just these random little blurbs on, you know, WWE when he pops in, I'm always happy because I love Pat. Um, so Austin Theory comes out here. He's talking, messing him. And I'm thinking, okay, you and Pat are about to fight again. And we're going to get a Pat McAfee match. And that's going to be cool, right? But then, you know, when he said the thing about the people, I didn't think anything of it. Mind you, what had happened earlier today, Pat McAfee had his show in Colorado. And then, of course, he talked to Deion Sanders. And then he talked to The Rock on there. But I didn't think anything was going to happen tonight, right? Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> we were so wrong. Because he said that line about the people. And then all I heard was, if you smell, and I started yelling, like exulting, like screaming, like I just could not stop screaming. Like, like I was holding my chest, like, oh my God. Like I kept screaming, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, gasping, just yelling, like yelling, and just I couldn't stop yelling. Um there was just yelling just happening for about a good 10 minutes out of my own mouth. And I just couldn't hold it in. And I had to just, and I just had to chill for a second. Cause I was just like, I just had to take a couple of deep breaths. Cause I'm just like, yo, you're here. <laughs> and it's so funny because I had said multiple times that I went to Los Angeles this year for WrestleMania. Cause I thought, you know, I thought for sure that the rock versus Roman Reigns could have very well happened in LA and it could have. And now that we, and now we know that it really, really could have, and it didn't because of different things. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. Certain things happen. Wrestling is, you know what it is, but that doesn't make him coming back to SmackDown any less of an amazing event because he is just, the rock is just, he just has this aura about him that just makes you excited deep down in your 90s kid's soul. And 
these are the moments that I'm so that I hope that I can continue to enjoy even when I turn 40 because now I'm 30 and it's just like whoa um but at the same time <laughs> the chocolate shut up um <laughs> that's my baby um not she knows I'm blast like that now <laughs> look look he knows I'm loud he, he knows I'm loud <laughs> either way um I was just so excited, you know? So it was just like, I just couldn't stop feeling just all the excitement in my soul. Cause it's like, I hope that as a 40 year old, I can still maintain that level of excitement whenever I see my heroes, because The Rock was definitely one of my, definitely my favorite in terms of men's wrestling. He's my GOAT in terms of men. Of course, Mercedes Monet is my GOAT in terms of women. And I have no problem saying that. You can argue all the live long day about his ability and all the other stuff, but you have to understand this man comes from a, historic wrestling family on both sides like he has the charisma he has everything that you could possibly you could have possibly loved back then and to see him back in wrestling during a time in which we just weren't sure we would ever see him come back it just meant the world to me and I will hold on to this forever because SmackDown is the show that he built. Because, of course, AJ Styles loves to say that this is the house that AJ Styles built. But, you know, before he built SmackDown Live, SmackDown is the, like, The Rock is the reason why SmackDown exists in the first place. Because that's his word. He is the reason why that word is even used as a colloquialism to this day. The, he's the reason why that word is in the dictionary. We have to be real about that. and. He is just a juggernaut in pop culture that we will always love, you know, good or bad in wrestling. He's still ours. And the fact that he came back, you know, when he didn't necessarily have to just blesses my soul. Like I was just so happy. And yeah, you see him all the time in commercials. You see him all the time with his movies and stuff, but nothing beats seeing him in that wrestling ring. I mean, you can't, you just can't buy that type of love and happiness anywhere. You just can't. You just can't. And it's so funny because my boyfriend just chimed in in the comments like a few days ago. We were just watching Pain and Gain. Um, if you remember that movie with Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Mackie. Like, and of course, that was based off of a true story. But we were just talking about how amazing The Rock was in that movie. So to fast forward a couple of days later <laughs> and see him come back and manifest himself here, it's just like, holy cow, like how in the world do we get here? But this is only the type of magic that wrestling can give. And I just love, this is just, these are the moments that just remind you of why you love wrestling and why we love SmackDown. So I was just so excited and over the moon. And then I can't even get into why, you know, get into the idea of all of them being dressed alike. Like, Austin Theory is insane. The Rock is insane. And Pat McAfee are all insane together. But either way, it was just so funny. And then, of course, Fox had to fight for their lives because The Rock is going to cuss because he doesn't care. He going to cuss and y'all just got to deal with it. <laughs> but either way, you know, it was still fantastic. And I will just never forget this level of excitement that was just brought out of me. And Denver, Colorado, y'all are some blessed people. Y'all are so blessed that y'all got to experience that. Because I know they weren't expecting it, but I can only imagine just how happy that they felt. Because I know how happy I felt, and I was watching it at the house. So I can only imagine how they felt. But, oh, my God. And then they got a game tomorrow. Like, what the heck? But, you know, I loved it. I loved it. I loved Dwayne. I will always love him, you know, 
But yeah, I, I'm so happy. I'm just happy. I feel like my heart was just filling. I was trying to start coughing. My heart would <laughs> came out. Like my heart was just being <laughs> laid out somewhere because of the like. Imagine you. Imagine you getting back to concession, and you you about to like. Oh, there! I got me some nachos. I got me something to drink. I'm gonna have a good time. You got some jalapenos or something, and then you sitting there, you chilling. They they doing all this shit in the ring, and then you hear the rock music. You didn't. You didn't. Every every ounce of jalapenos that came out in your heart. And now you just on the floor dead because a <laughs> oh, fuck like you didn't spit all all the people sitting in front of you like somebody is definitely got like the smell of a diet coke on them uh, because you didn't spit it all up on them because you didn't <laughs> lost your shit. <laughs> it's a it's it's, it's definitely um a, a big nostalgia moment and stuff like that and it's something that you really don't see. You, you definitely didn't spill then spilled everything. On your clothes, like you, it don't even matter. You, you, you might was just, you know what? Fuck it. It is what it is. It happened. Who, who cares? But this, this was um a, a very, very uh great moment to to witness. But I mean, it it definitely does not stop there. This is not the last time we see The Rock uh tonight. Uh, but we got to move on within the show because there were other things that were happening after all of this uh, amazing uh moment here. Of course, we had Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Uh, my man, I'm always happy to see my man and everything like that. You know, you know. But this match here, uh, basically, was our first match of the night. Don't know how we can truly follow up after The Rock being here and uh, doing his classic people's elbow drop on on Theory. Um, I don't even know how you can even get through that. But this year, like I said, it was an opening match. Uh, it's, it's never a dull moment when you have Finn and AJ in a match with each other. I absolutely enjoy all the matches that these two um, are a part in. These are two former Bullet Club leaders, in a sense. Y'all know how I feel about my Bullet Club guys, um, except for the ones over there in New Japan, because they don't. those are not real people. Um, oh, Santana, yeah. I'm so happy you said that, because yeah. I did not think about that, because my brain was still in Rocktown, and I was just <laughs> like, you know what, I'm so happy you said that these, yeah. members, that they really were, you know, OG Bullet Club members, because mm-hmm. the way my brain did not register that when it was <laughs> happening, girl, I'm so glad you said that, but go on, I'm sorry. This is leader versus leader. Van being the originator, you know what I'm saying? And then go over the course of time, AJ and become a leader and everything like that. So, I mean, this is basically OG Bullet Club in, in the ring. Uh, this is Grand Slam Finn and everything like that. And, I mean, of course, you know, you can't go anywhere without Dominic and my other man, Damian Priest, being out there doing what they do best, get themselves involved in every chance that they get. You know, AJ... You might want to go apologize to the OC for how you may have acted towards them because uh, whatever. At the end of the day, Bullet Club will not exist if it wasn't for Finn Balor. So, thank you. I don't know about them other people there in New Japan. They do not exist. I don't know who uh, Finley is. Um, the only Finley I know is who was in WWE. He had a show like Hornswoggle was followed behind him. So, um, but yeah, Damien. Dominic getting themselves involved per usual as always to the point where they were getting as they were getting ejected out of this match Jimmy gets himself involved and basically he causes AJ Styles the match and Finn is on his road to getting the victory now AJ Styles has lost two well 
No, he won last week. And then he gets the hell. Then he gets attacked by the Judgment Day. Then he faces Finn this week. He loses because of Jimmy. And I'm I'm not under y'all still not answering my question as to what the hell is y'all doing? What is this? Like, I know that on Monday Night Raw, you guys are trying to recruit Jay. What? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I guess because y'all gave AJ to uh, Solo and Jimmy last week as like a sacrifice or something, and now Jimmy is helping Finn of Judgment Day win a match against AJ. I still, I'm so confused and and can't truly wrap my mind around all of this. I, I don't know. The end goal could be Bullet Club. Well. I don't know. Could be Bullet Club versus Judgment Day. I have no idea, but I don't know where the hell Carl and Luke and I mean, Lord, Carl and Doc Gallows are. I don't know. I have no idea. But so Cole said that they were one of them were hurt, hurt. Hmm. Yeah, I think Michael Cole said that Luke Gallows was hurt on commentary. Oh, Luke, you ain't done nothing. How are you hurt? What did you do? Hurt your back or something? From carrying all the bullshit that y'all were not doing to help AJ? And he just out there getting his ass beat every week? I'm sick of it. But this being the first match, uh, Stephanie, and with Jimmy, I guess, sort of, I don't know, returning some type of favor. Like, wh- what do you think that that whole situation is about? Could have been like that, obviously. Yeah, Jeffrey did make a good point. I was actually about to say that. Like, maybe it could have been a live event because, you know, they were doing stuff. But, um, but you know, we do wish him the best in his healing, you know. Mm -hmm. But number one, a part of me was still in shock. So a part of me was just like, so we got to, okay, we really got to have to put on a regular a regular regular episode after what we just saw okay and i had to just breathe and recollect my thoughts and just get back down to earth so this match was pretty good um it's just i feel like you really can't go wrong when it comes to finn and aj because they're both still at the very much at the top of their game but the thing about finn is of course he has a whole army that is still behind him, whereas AJ at this point doesn't. Because even though, you know, Luke was her, I'm still wondering, you know, where Carl and where Mia were. Um, even though, of course, Rhea wasn't there. But my thing is, you know, why couldn't Mia be there to sort of be that second person that could even up the odds when it came to that? I don't know. It's just, or at least even it up just a little bit. But either way, it was just like, the match was pretty good until, of course, the shenanigans got started. And then when Jimmy came out there, I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was just like, bruh, I guess this is just your way of, I guess, returning the favor of last week and how the Judgment Day helped you in your match or um, helped you in your match against AJ. But it's just like, how much of this is really going to help you in your case of returning to the bloodline? Because as we saw what happened, you know, later on, he was talking with Finn and Finn was low-key trying to recruit him in Judgment Day because, of course, he's also been talking to his brother Jay. And it's just a little bit confusing for me because I'm just sitting here like Jimmy is sitting there smiling with that Chester Cat grin like, you know, did something. But either way, it just still makes him it, it just it just makes him reek of desperation. He's still 
doesn't know exactly what he's doing and either way it's all evil and either way he just needs to chill so yeah he definitely does what's with jimmy wearing all black now i think he's trying to i don't know you know when you go when you go heal or you go evil you wear black don't 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 y'all look at me like that okay i'm always in black i'm not evil but um you know still I think it still allows a little bit, but I don't, I don't know why Jimmy is wearing all black now. I mean, Jay has found his own color blue and everything, which it, it could have been purple, but that's that's for Monday Night Raw, and I, I'll probably be talking about that and figuring out exactly what the Judgment Day has in store because we obviously need to have a conversation to figure out what the fuck is what what are we doing because obviously y'all leaving me out of the conversation, and I truly don't appreciate that. And Damien and Finn, y'all know better, so shut up. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> so I don't know what they got going on, but I'm sure I'm hoping that however this plays out, it makes sense. But right now it's not making any sense. So as I stated, because like I said, this is like, and I just want to clarify some things. Uh because of course, for for shits and giggles, I do play around with astrology and shit like that. So I let that be known that. These are two Tauruses standing across from each other right now. <laughs> Just want to pull that. This is the bull versus the bull standing across from each other. One of both the greatest of all time of their own eras and generations. This is something that you don't really see. Last time we saw these two was at a WrestleMania when The Rock was holding up John Cena's hand. And now we see these two stand across from each other. Not only do they shake hands, but they hug each other. The sign of respect and my heart just melts. Because I'm I'm a huge fan of The Rock, but everybody knows I'm down with Cena Nation. Like, put your seeds up, Cena chain gangs in the building. Like, all, all the way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, this is this is a great moment and everything to just, be able to see, like, y'all need to take a photo of this so I can put it on my wall or something. You know, like, it, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck they said. I tuned out. Like, because it was just the fact of, you have two two gentlemen who were at the top of their game in their era, still get the biggest pop. We haven't heard, we haven't gotten a rock pop in a long time, and, we, and it definitely showcased tonight because the crowd was going crazy. Anytime Cena comes back, he's always getting a pop. I don't give a damn what it is. And especially with these next couple of weeks, because we really don't have that much time with Cena left. I mean, it's great. When you said Taurus is, my mind went to dinosaurs. <laughs> I did not not just say astrology, Jeffrey. This, I I, I got to figure out what your sign is, Jeffrey, because then, then it's going to start making a lot of sense for, for you and I. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Stephanie, this here, I mean, we, we seen these two, the moment where it's like, everybody's like, okay, eventually you gotta, you gotta have like your top star here of this modern day era versus the top star from the past. And you put them together in the ring. We've seen the rock and Cena have their own feud. We've seen them make songs about each other. Um, of course the rock was referring to Cena as a damn Barney and everything. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so many, so many, you can't see me. Uh, you know what, Jeffrey? 
when it's time for Scorpio season, gonna make a lot of sense about the things I say about you. So, <laughs> but I mean, Stephanie, this moment right here. I mean, what, what were your your thoughts when you like they had to cross paths tonight? There was no way they could not cross paths. Yeah, this was amazing because, of course, you know, the way it started, it started mm -hmm. with Pat and him having a moment, hugging each other, you know, talking mm -hmm. about how much they love each other and stuff. He turned around and I feel like that could have been anybody. Like, it really could have been yeah. anybody. So I'm just looking like, okay, well, he's turning around and he's talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. And then it was John Cena. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart. Like, it took me back to WrestleMania 27 season, which is, of course, during the time in which they were throwing all that shade at each other. And then, of course, The Rock cost him, you know, his title match against The Miz at 27, I know, because I was there. Um, and it's just, that was just a whole thing. And then that whole year, they proceeded to feud, and then 28 happened, and they had once in a lifetime. And that was everything that it was. Probably one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. Um, and it didn't involve a title, so there's that. And then, of course, you have the second one, which a lot of people feel like was kind of, uh, but either way, you know, it still happened. And it's still historic, because these two, when they were feuding against each other, it was one of the hardest things I ever, one of the hardest rivalries I ever experienced in my life because I love both these men so much back then. I was just like, I don't know who to root for. <laughs> like, what do you do? It was just generation and then generation. But it's so weird because you've experienced both of them. You know, you've literally grown up with both of these men being at the top of their game. So what do you do? Um, and it's just, of course, if you've watched the WWE Rivals, you know, episode they had on A&E, you know that there was a lot of actual real life beef that they had. But they, of course, have since squashed it. And now they really respect and love each other. And because they both had very similar trajectories, their stars were so large that they couldn't necessarily just maintain it in the WWE. They had to go and do other things because Hollywood was calling their names. And now they're both really parallel to each other. And now they are looking at each other and they're just the same. And it was beautiful to see them hug each other. It reminded me a lot of when The Rock and Stone Cold were, you know, having their little face off at WrestleMania 27 and they shook hands. And we all screamed for that when we were there. Shout out to Atlanta. So <laughs> it was just a lot, you know, it was a lot of layers to it. But the layer, but the best layer of all of it is just love and respect for each other. And The Rock basically, you know, told him, like, I, I know you're trying to keep from smiling, but that's not going to work. <laughs> so clearly they were smiling and were hugging each other. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, this really does belong, you know, in a frame in people's houses. You know, if you really love wrestling and if you want to capture moments, this is one of those moments that you should capture and just keep for yourself because it's special and we have to cherish these. We do. We definitely do. And I mean, like, all I'm going to say is if you haven't seen Fast X, it's out on Peacock. You can go watch it. It's a very much for right now what I'm going to say because I don't know what the outcome is going to be for part two of the saga. But y'all have a missed opportunity if you don't have The Rock and John Cena in the next saga. That's all I'm going to say about that. So make make my life come true so that I can scream in the movie theater and I don't give a damn who the hell is in there. <laughs> But yeah, uh, oh, and then they hug. Like, this made it even better, like I said. So, 
Yeah, they did tag team with R Truth and the Miz, which is which. Didn't they go to jail? <laughs> R Truth and the Miz. Like, oh my God, I don't remember, but I feel like that's definitely worth a look. Did they not? Like they they destroyed they there was a matchup when they destroyed the entire ring and all this stuff and I thought that I think they went to jail and everything like that I could have sworn they did I might have to go back and see the quote me if I'm wrong but I I could have sworn they went to jail um with R True and the and, and the Miz when they were doing their tag team shit so definitely got to see it it's on Peacock right now if you haven't watched it definitely go watch it Jason Momoa did a fantastic job. In uh fast X, honey, like there were so many moments in that match. Yeah, Triple H threw them out. So, like, yeah, it was so many moments that were going in, in that movie that I definitely say you need to watch it because as soon as once I get off here for SmackDown post show, I'm going to be watching Fast X and I'm gonna be watching that all weekend because that's just what I do. I've literally been sitting here watching all saga the entire saga of Fast and Furious until they drop Fast X. So I watched Fast X like 10 times. I'm gonna watch it 10 more times. Just for the hell of it. And and now this makes me want to even watch it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like Stephanie was saying earlier, you see Paul creeping his little bobblehead ass on the side, as always, yeah. creeping and listening and sneaking and geeking like he always do. And he was obviously listening in or try to listen in on what Finn was saying to uh, Jimmy, as Stephanie was saying, trying to recruit him. You know what I'm saying? You know, your brother is on, on Raw. I, I'm sure you miss him. You know, we're trying to get him too or whatever. You know, well, what about you? You know, the bloodline is obviously, like, not anymore. You know what I'm saying? Roman's not here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, why don't you think about it? And then here come Paul running his little ass, or wobbling his ass around the corner and shit, trying to see what the fuck going on. And, or whatever, and it's just like, girl, I'm sick of you. Call, call Roman Reigns. <laughs> and he got a new case, though. That's the thing. Like, he, he got a new case this week. He's trying to cover up that phone. <laughs> yep, he got that bloodline case, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna have to start selling that because that oh, bloodline geez. case did look clean. I'm yeah. not gonna buy it, but it did look cute. So the red phone era is over. <laughs> well, I think for the time, I think he, I think he just wanted to show it off, you know, what I'm saying just to let people know that they do have a phone case for the bloodline. But a Bianca phone case was slapped. It really would. And speaking of Bianca, she was at the TKO um, uh, celebration. Also, she was at the VMAs, her and Montez, and they were also at uh, the Blondes fashion uh, show uh, for New Year's Fashion Week. Like, Montez and Bianca definitely were very uh, prevalent through a lot of things that was happening uh, in the New York, New Jersey area uh, this week. The black case, he saw Stephanie talking about his phone. Yeah. He was like, oh, hell no. We gotta we gotta put a case on she's catching on to us. <laughs> but what if Paul was watching us? Wouldn't that be the funniest thing? Paul, I'm gonna need you to stop popping your head around like and being nosy if you are watching. Just saying. Say hello. Um, but we move on because we have the LWO in the building, and of course, I am wearing my LWO. Um sweatshirt because it today is hispanic heritage month it's the start of the beginning uh of the celebration of those uh and who are hispanic latinos etc and i mean we celebrate all the way up until october the 15th 
And uh, we do have some things that's going to be working on here for Warren's Wrestling Talk uh, that will be going out pretty, pretty soon and stuff like that. So uh, definitely stay tuned um, to what we have uh, going on here. There is in talks or works on having a panel um, as well. So definitely stay tuned for that if you haven't already. But yeah, so um, the segment scared me because I thought Santana was going to turn. You thought I was going to turn? Now, how, I mean, I know you mean Santos, but come on now, Jeffrey. But uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the Ray, he comes out, you know, saying all the LWO is out here, which you haven't really seen them like all together like this in a way. And of course, to talk about like, you know, having a family and, you know, love and having this and everything like that i i know <laughs> having you know having this you know with this family and you know he has it with the lwo probably period and i mean santos he he he's let it be known to ray that you know he's always wanted to face him and i think that somewhere down the line we will probably have that one-on-one with ray and santos for that united states championship you know what I'm saying? It's it's all love there. I mean, Santos definitely was given a little bit of like all the Phantasma vibes with his suit on. But Santos is sometimes always really in a suit. Like he Santos and his suits do not get enough credit. Honestly. Does they not really it, it does not. And I mean, like Santos and his suits, honey. Yeah. It does it for me every every time. I tell you that. Santos, Santana is too close. That's a few other letters you have to add to get my name. No excuses, Jeffrey. You still on my heat list. Um, but as you know, as all of this was transpiring, I mean, Apotomanian Prince King Iconic Icon himself, Bobby Lashley, makes his uh makes his way to the ring along with the street profits. Uh and uh, well. They started talking a lot of shit to LWO and uh Joaquin Robert was like, listen, what what you wanna do? Like at the end of the day, you you can hop in the ring right now. We can go. I don't I don't give a damn. Like, what you wanna do? Which it ended up leading up to having this uh tag match here uh with Cruz, uh Joaquin Montez for and Angelo Dawkins, which honestly, you know, I feel like I blinked. And this match was over with. I know that uh, Stephanie, you, uh, me, and, and Jeffrey, you know, did have a small conversation about it on Twitter. And it's like, that's terrible. Like, this, first of all, Montez, this is a crazy shot. But, um, <laughs> shout out to Bianca Belair, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, I mean, it's just this, this truly, like, it, it happened so quickly. And it was over with, just like that. And then, after the match, like, Bobby slapped the shit out of Dawkins and told him to go over there and beat the shit out of uh, the Cruz and uh, Joaquin. And then uh, Santos came in and, you know, tried to even out the odds. And then he ended up getting knocked down by Bobby. And then Ray was just kind of kind of just, just there. I mean, yeah, you know, Bobby Bobby does want to reign. He wants that championship, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he's letting it be prevalently known that. But, I mean, damn, it's like as soon as they came back from commercial, this match was done. It was like, but what the hell happened? Why y'all couldn't do a picture in picture? 
I don't know, but I, I definitely hated this was even a squash match and the LWO lost. Like, I feel like they could have won this match. Or, but at the end of the day, I think that the fact of that Street Profits are on a run right now, they're on a rise. They can't take any loss right now, but I still feel like LWO should have not taken a loss. Y'all could have used Hit Row for this year. I'm not going to lie to you. They could take a loss and be perfectly fine because nobody gives a damn. But LWO, no. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it at all whatsoever. Um, any thoughts um, on this? I mean, blink of an eye match, and and of course the segment uh, prior to it and everything with Santos saying that he wants to, you know, his dream has always been to face uh, his idol Rey Mysterio um, in for a championship. Yeah, I thought that in this segment it was going to be like some tension rising because the way that Ray was Loki re responding, it was giving like, how could you do this to me, Ra? Like he was going to be mad, yeah. right? And then he said, I'm just playing. And then he said, of course, I'll let you do it, right? And they hugged each other. And then it didn't help that Santos was in his, you know, Legato del Fantasma type of suit, which is, you know, really dapper looking. I will, I will definitely give him that. Like Santos is a handsome man, okay? Like when he took off his mask in NXT, I was like, yo, you're pretty. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, this match is gonna happen. We don't know exactly when because they haven't announced that yet. But I'm here for it because, like I said, you know, the first match that they had that we did cover was pretty good, except you know, Santos got injured and he couldn't necessarily finish, or at least Ray got injured and he couldn't finish it. So we don't necessarily know how far that match, you know, would have gone. So I am excited that these two will get to fight again. Um, and that part was okay. But I really was hoping, like, please don't have them beefing on the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. Please don't do that because that would be trash. But then, of course, you have the, the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley come out there. And let me just say, side note, today when I found out that Bobby Lashley was actually Hispanic, I was like, wow. I just didn't know that. I really didn't know that. And, you know, charge it to the fact that sometimes information just misses you somehow. But I just did not know that. But either way, that's really cool to know that he's a part of that community. It's beautiful. Um, so he comes out, you know, and then he starts talking, but then... Cruz and Joaquin are like, nah, we want to fight. And I'm thinking, okay, well, all of this energy about you wanting to fight the street profits, I'm thinking y'all finna, you know, rise up and get it cracking. They did not rise up and get it cracking at all. It's like they had like maybe a few, a few little seconds of offense, but then you had the street profits pop in and it was just like boom, and they hit their special move that they have now, which is new but and really effective, as you can see. And then they won, and I'm just like, LWO deserves better than this. And I'm not just saying that because it's suspending hair just much. I've said this before. Like, LWO deserves way better than this. It's like you have all of these dominant factions. You got Bobby and the Street Profits. You got the Judgment Day, you know, winning all the gold. You have, you know, the OC to a degree because they're still, you know, at war. You have the Bloodline. And it's just like you just have LWO just kind of like sitting there. And they have Ray with the title. But what is the rest of them even doing? And here again, this is another moment where this week happened and Zelina Vega wasn't on television. Mind you, I understand that it's a hard week. It was a hard week at the very beginning because that was a tough day, you know, in talking about September 11th. But I do feel weird about the fact that this is the second time something like this has happened and you haven't had her, you know, gain a victory on television, but you have her like in dark matches. Why are we not utilizing her more often? Like what is going on 
to where the LWO is just being put out there just to be cute or whatever, only to lose matches. Like, that shouldn't be happening. All of those people collectively are too talented and too fierce to just be losing in squash matches like this. And I love me some Street Profits. I love Montez. I love my, and I love Dawkins. I love them down. But LWO deserves to get some of that faction magic that everybody else is getting. It's just not fair. And I don't like watching them lose over and over again. Like if they don't watch out, then they gonna mess around and be treated like hit row. And that's not fair. And it's so sad because you have hit row taking pictures with the rock behind the scenes tonight. And we don't even see them on television. There's just so much that is missing when it comes to the booking of the LWO outside of Rey Mysterio. And they need to figure that out, not just because it's Hispanic Heritage Month, but because these people are way too talented to just be put in the corner and be like the background singers for Ray. That's not what they should be doing. I agree. I mean, you would think, definitely let's showcase Mia and Zelina. They had a uh, a really nice um, a dark match um, last week to be exact against Island and and uh, Alba. You know, what I'm saying that was great too. And you know, they have booked themselves in a the corner. I mean, for what for the most part, what it was for LW, I think it was just for the way it was the way that LW was brought back was more so seems like it was for a big moment. You know, of course, going off to Puerto Rico, having that you know match there, and then you know having you know Bad Bunny join them, and you know bringing out um, like Carlito, who we have not seen at all whatsoever since Backlash, and you know, and so on and so forth. And I think that with LW, they, I feel like slowly but surely. LWO is going to eventually seem like it's going to go away again. And it's not something that I would want to see at all whatsoever because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the most, I'm enjoying the most part of LWO and everything that they're doing. Um, but it, it does seem as if like they don't really have much to feel like of a story to implement them in, in something, which they can. I mean, you have your tag, you literally have your tag team, which is uh, Cruz and Joaquin. You have Santos who can, you know, go off and do his own thing. You have Ray who's basically like, I mean, you can't say the leader. Then you have Zelina who can do some shit as well. Like you, ha each member can be doing something, but it seems like it's about to start crumbling with, with the LWO and it's going to end up starting with like Ray and Santos. That's exactly what it seems like. Oh. Yeah, and I do hate this because Jeffrey in the comments, he said this time yeah. there are heels, you know, with Bobby and, you know, my thing is, right. if it's like the way it's like, I wouldn't, I'm not even sure if LWO turning heel would be the thing that would help them because if, for them to turn heel, they would have to like, and they would almost have to stab Ray in the back unless Ray decides he wants to be healed, which would be a complete 180 because he I hasn't been like healing God knows how long. But he's never been healing WWE though. That's the crazy part, right? And like, I'm like, that'll be great. I now Santos going heel on Ray. I will feel some type of way. But if Ray turns heel, I would be very intrigued in how Ray Mysterio displayed as a heel in WWE versus how he was in WCW. Because baby, that's when I fell in love with Ray Mysterio when he unmasked himself. <laughs> that was my life. I was like, oh, this is what you look like under this mask. Now every like luchador or lucha that's around here that's wearing masks, I'm questioning how you look up under this mask because 
there is no way. Like, I get it. I know for culture wise, but come on. How can you have such a, how can Ray have such a beautiful face like that? Right. Shout out to you, Angie girl, because you, I salute you, honey, because my girl, like she said he was cute in, in his biography. So I was just like, yeah. okay. And he I was. He had, a, he had a swagger to him. Ray, Ray was probably one of the best dressed, like, wrestlers of his time. And to yes. this day, Ray can still outdress a lot of people. And I'm like, girl, mm. Like, you know what? I, I would not be mad if we had, like, Ray and Dominic, you know, being a, a fan a together as a heel family. Like, I mean. But would Ray do the call of the soldier? That's another question. That is. That, <laughs> you know what? I would, I would not mind it. But the thing is that who in that crowd would know that? Oh. You would have had oh to, my like, God. know Ray. From like WCW to do to know that, yeah, that's a pretty that's some pretty OG stuff right there. Like mm. seriously, that would be legendary, iconic, and I'll be so here for it. Lord, that every time somebody shares that video of Ray on Twitter, I retweet it. I don't care how many times I don't care how many times I've seen it. I don't care how many times I retweet it. I retweet that same video every time I see it. Mm-hmm. I might have to go back and retweet again just so it can pop up. I might pin that. I might get that video myself and just pin it at the top of my tweet and say, this is my move right now. Yes, because... I love it. And then I love it every time it pops up on TikTok, too. I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, like, Ray, like, Ray. He was so, he was like so cute. The dimple. I mean, the, 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 Ray was like fashion guy. Like his fits would go crazy, honestly. The little devil horns. He... All right. Yeah, gangster Ray, like with the oh, oh my gosh, with the fashion and the and the whole like gangster this look, like ugh, he looks like the man you should stay away from, but you can't, mm. girl. God bless it. Amen. 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 <laughs> the hoop earrings is what I like to call them. The whole rings, like child, like whoo, my God, Ooh. have mercy. I can't please. All right, let's 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 move on. Let's let's move on. Um, cause I I feel like I'll be sitting here for days. <laughs> of course, earlier this week, uh, the Royal Rumble was announced to be at the Tribal Kind of Field on January the twenty seventh. Uh, yeah, guys, Royal Rumble has officially been announced. It is going to be taking place in Tampa, Florida. So definitely, uh, get ready to get your tickets and everything. I do plan on going to Royal Rumble. This will be like my first Rumble. Royal Rumble is one of my favorite, my favorite pay per views. Like Royal Rumble is so dear to my heart because it's. I've watched like all the Royal Rumbles. Like every whenever it's like Rumble season, I go back and watch. Rumbles, like I just I watch just the Rumbles, and sometimes I watch 2008 Rumble because it's it's I feel like 2008 Rumble to me is like the best one ever, and it's only because John Cena pops up at number 30, and it's just and Triple H is like, what the hell? He's not supposed to be back anytime soon, and then he wins. So like, I Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble is like one of my favorites. I go back to 08, and then when it comes back to Mania season, WrestleMania 21 to this day will always be my favorite pay-per-view. That that pay-per-view uh, holds a lot of dear to my heart because I have that on DVD. I have WrestleMania 20 and 21 and 22 on, on DVD still to this day. 
like got it from Walmart because I was those three there. They they hold a, a big special um, place in my heart and everything because uh, those were the first pay per views that I were I was able to watch as a child with my parents and stuff. So <sighs> yeah, so. I mean, it's possible if this could be the debut of Jay Cargill. I know that, you know, there's been a lot of talks and speculations on, you know, when Jay Cargill is going to pop up and, you know, what's what's to come and everything. So I I don't know. This this will be a great moment for her to pop up. You know, not saying that she'll win, but it'll be a great moment for, her to, for this to be like the debut of Jay Cargill. Yeah, it would be amazing, but I'm still kind of lost when it comes to that when it comes to that rumor because when she pops when I believe it that's how I look at it I mean that's how I look at it too but it's just like this rumor came out just like just after TK had that interview with her on the bus where she was talking about how her and AEW were good so I'm just kind of like so but did she crazy, lie but what's, <laughs> like, what's going on that, that interview was like that interview was like probably three maybe four five weeks old what it like as far as like it being like because it happened at the video shoot for French Montana, so that interview was probably like already like done and everything. It was the interview was already done. It's just just recently dropped. You remember when she when she showed us that photo in our chat, right? That's when she did yeah. the interview. That's when she did the interview. What? Yeah. Oh my but God. it's just it's just dropped. So yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh now it's like you know she's but she was gone for a while and everything and stuff. So I mean so she didn't necessarily lie. She didn't necessarily lie. Stuff that, might have just changed. Exactly. So okay. Okay. You know. I don't Journalism know people, 101. Very much so. And I was like, you know, people say that oh, <laughs> she was talking shit about Dodi. Half of, like I said, any job that you work for, when they piss you off, you're gonna talk shit about them. You are. You're gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna talk so much shit about them because they didn't piss you off. Point blank period. Everybody has done it. So and I'm gonna still get my ass up and clock in because I got bills to pay. So the fact yeah. that my boyfriend is laughing at me, sweetheart. <laughs> Look, we learn every day, and you know he knows that I learn things. Okay, so look, you can stop laughing. Don't be clowning her. I got your back. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so this portion is where Stephanie's gonna take over because I had some things that I was taking care of. So between LA Night and the Miz, I miss all of that, and and so on and so forth. So I'm gonna let Stephanie take it from here, and I'm I'm gonna sit back and chill out. Yeah, this match um, was pretty good. Um, of course, they showed the whole storyline of what's been going on between them and how they've been talking smack at each other, um, even after the match that they had at Payback, you know. And of course, um, and then of course, John Cena was their special guest referee, and there was just so much stuff going on with that. So they were just like, okay, fine, whatever, let's fight again because the men's just had it made up in his mind. He was just like, look. You're a one-hit wonder. I can beat you, and I'm just going to prove that you're a flash in the pan. So this is where this match came from. This match was pretty good for the most part. The Miz really did try to have the upper hand upon LA Knight a lot of the time, but LA Knight really did show and prove 
more of his athletic prowess in this match. Like, of course, with um, his neck breaker to the Miz and the ring corner and a leg drop to him, I believe, through the ropes and everything. So LA Knight and his agility really had an amazing um, showing here in this match. And, of course, um, the Miz was trying all types of underhanded stuff to try to win, but that just wasn't working. Like, LA Knight was really in his bag in this match. And, of course, he wound up winning because we just want to be happy. So that's what happened. LA Knight won the match. There was no cheating and no shenanigans. And afterward, LA Knight cut a promo talking about how since he's been on top, he was not interested in, you know, just playing little games or whatever. He wants gold. So he said it doesn't matter if he has to challenge Rey Mysterio, if he has to challenge Gunter, if he has to challenge Seth Rollins, or even Roman Reigns. He is going to get a piece of his gold somehow with everybody saying L.A. Knight. Yeah, the end. So that's just how it went. <laughs> I just want to... I just want to do the play his yell for so so do it again do it again Stephanie and then I'm gonna play his yell. Okay, L A night. Yeah! 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 <laughs> You're so silly. You gotta love having that on standby. Honestly, you got to love it. Um, I don't blame L.A. Knight, though, for... I feel like it's time for L.A. Knight to have some gold. He's literally top when it comes to merchandise sales. Let's start there. Number one, over y'all tribal chief, you know? And I'm saying y'all because there are some who still support them, like Jeffrey. And, um, you know, he... Great wrestler, great talker. All that stuff there. There's no way that LA Knight should not have any gold wrapped around his way. So if the next point is to go after whoever holding the title, even if it is Roman, whenever he decides he wants to show the fuck back up to work, mm-hmm. you know, then hey, it is what it is. But obviously, this man right here, and even Solo, who was there first, too, are watching LA Knight. And everything like that. So, girl, I don't. I like what I will say that I do like the fact that LA Knight is sort of kind of being pushed into this reign, this title situation here that's dealing with the bloodline. You know what I'm saying, or whatever they want to call themselves. So, not you calling me out. I'm low key over Roman Reign. Yeah, that's what they always say. Yeah, they always say, "Oh, I'm Roman. I'm so tired. Cody should not beat him." And then, boom, y'all be right there with y'all stupid ones up in the air and and everything. So, yeah, it's just this part worried me a little bit because it's just like Paul mm-hmm. seems to be really worried about a lot of different things. It's like he's worried about Jimmy. He's worried about um, LA Knight because he was watching him. Like, of course. Fed, which fed into the, the interaction they had last week and it's just like you got solo standing there looking like okay fine but you know the thing about solo is it's just like he's trying to run things his way but then you have paul who's just like look we can't do any of this without roman like none of you all of y'all are calling all these shots but roman's not here so what are we doing like he is worried like sick he really is worried sick. And I almost feel like maybe they gonna break him to the point to where he just gonna have to retire and just be like, look, I don't want to do this no more. Y'all got too much going on. Yeah, it's 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 just a lot. He's very stressed, but you know, 
his cell phone case isn't stressed because it's cute. But, you know, we just, this is a lot going on. <laughs> so much. So much. Paul knows he can't control Samoans. That is very accurate. I don't, oh, care, what, I don't care what he tries to do, but it's definitely not, uh, it's not working for him. By no means. Can, that's so. can I have another thirst moment? Uh I don't know if you have the picture of Solo back here, but his arms were like, yo. I tried to find a photo of Solo, <laughs> but it was nowhere to be fucking found, and I'm like... It's okay. I might stumble upon it as I'm scrolling through some things right now on on, on the X. Um, I might run into it, but as of right now, I was trying to grab a photo of Solo and his big arm and everything with his thumb out, but it was nowhere to be... Hold on. Oh, never mind. That's the video. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was getting somewhere. <laughs> I thought I was getting somewhere. All the time it's a video. I can't screenshot a video. I can screen share it, but I cannot, you know, whatever. If I find it, I will definitely uh, bring bring the thirst back uh, to life over here. I will. Yeah, his arms were like on on some very masculine stuff that was making me very happy inside. I was like, wow. Um, respectfully, his wife, yo, I could, I could definitely understand why she, if she wouldn't want to leave them because his arms were like, ah, and I was just like, oh my god, just hug me, just hug me. That's all I want, just a hug. Oh, just a hug. That's okay. That's that's how I feel about Damian Priest. I want to be suffocated, but here we are. Um, I can't. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, like whenever, whenever, whenever God is blessing me in the moment of my life to be standing across from Damien Priest, I'm gonna do you right now. It's going to be quite uh, entertaining, I will say. And that, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So. Um, yeah, pretty deadly, everybody. <laughs> I miss all of this too. I just know that they rolled their ass into Adam Pierce's uh room. Oh, but, well, I can I can speak to this too because really, yeah. of course, you know, they've been out of action and they were just telling, you know, at they rolled in there and Adam Pierce wanted to talk to them and say mm -hmm. that he's yeah, that, of course, you know, Elton Prince is on the mend, um, from his injury with um which was done by ridge Holland, which i have completely forgotten and i was like oh wow that's how you got injured yeah um i won't go into that today but he was talking about how traumatizing it was you know to get his injury like that and he just says every time he thinks about it, it just sends him into a frenzy but you know mm -hmm. adam pierce was telling him like look you know you're on the mend and hopefully pretty soon you'll be back in action and then he asked him you know why are you in a wheelchair <laughs> and then um his partner was just like look you don't ask him you know those types of questions when he's going through the pain of his life you leave him alone and then he was just trying to encourage elton and just say look um let's just do a yes boy so you can feel encouraged and he did it he said yes boy and here we are and we're back 
Um, so hopefully Pretty Deadly will be back in the tag team division pretty soon because to me, they're really one of the best um, tag teams and also very entertaining. They never go wrong. And of course, their fashion sense is literally always on point. So hopefully they'll be back soon. I'm ready for that. They're fun. So yeah. Okay, so I did find the arm for you. Um, oh, snap. Yes. Shout out to Jeffrey for uh, taking this photo and posting on his uh, Twitter or X and everything. So this is the arm that Stephanie was talking about. And Both this, of them. And this is Paul's neck suffocating that goddamn tight ass suit as well. <laughs> yeah. You love to see it. Be love you love to see it, honey. I tell you that much. All right. Okay, so (laughs) Bailey and uh Dakota look so cute here. Dakota's fit is actually really cute. I like how she has like this old school kind of Bailey uh shirt going on and everything um and they were back here chatting or whatever and it seems as if like i don't know man like i didn't see eo around my check would be in the mail what check (laughs) girl what check (laughs) (laughs) whatever it must be coming from x then because i i got one dollar for you okay that's all i got that's all i got that's all i can give you but yeah, so Bailey, of course, is back here. She's getting ready for her match with uh Oscar tonight. And I mean, like, I don't know, man. Bailey has a lot of enemies. She truly does. Um, and I mean Dakota's just trying to make sure, like, are you sure you're ready for Oscar? Like, you are you are you sure you like truly ready and everything? And you know, Bailey, she has all of somewhat of the confidence in the world, but you know, she still, like I said, has some enemies that she needs to worry about. Um and everything like that. So, but yeah, they they look cute as always. But I'm like, where the hell is Eo? I did not She's see her. There. She's probably off preparing, you know, yeah. trying to get her mind right. Yeah. But yeah. I will say this though: this segment really kind of let me know where Bailey's mind is, because of course mm-hmm. Bailey has been distracted, you know. When it comes to Shotzi chasing her around, which is basically, you know, what she deserves at this point. But Dakota was well within her rights to ask Bailey if her head is in the game or whatnot. Because it truly hasn't been because you've lost two times to Shotzi. And, you know, you could lose again to Oscar, So you need to really get your head in the game. But then Bailey wanted to attack her and be like, you know, why, why are you even saying anything? Because you're injured. And I'm just like, girl. You didn't even have to hit that low blow, but you decided to do that anyway. And I'm just like, Bailey, if you don't watch out, you're going to find yourself by yourself all over again. And you remember what happened last time she was left by herself, got beat up in hell in the cell by a certain blue-haired warrior goat. So, yeah, she needs to chill and just get her head in the game and stop focusing so hard on that. Then on top of that, she wanted to question EO's sanity by accepting the match against Oscar for the title as if she was only supposed to talk to Bailey about it. Bailey, you are not the champion. She does not have to consult with you about every decision she makes. She's the champion. She was Miss Money in the Bank. She made her decisions and she can do that without you. You are not her mama or her daddy or her grandmama. So I'm gonna need for you to chill. So yeah. 
know. Like this is it's gonna start a lot of problems with Dakota. Well, more so damage control too. I know once Dakota is pretty much healed up, but it's not gonna be until next year anyway. But it's gonna be a if Bailey continues to go down the path that she's going on, she's gonna end up losing Dakota and EO. And then she's gonna go right back to you know being Bailey and you know figuring out her way to do things or uh, whatever it is. But of course, it leads us going on for this match here, Oscar versus uh Bailey with EO. Well, not EO, but uh Dakota Kai um being out there uh watching the match go along. And I mean, once again, I mean Bailey not this is I don't know. Like with Bailey, she's she's truly been on a losing spectrum right now. And it sucks that she is, but Dakota is definitely right. She's very distracted. She is not focused at all whatsoever. She her mind is everywhere. Maybe she's still traumatized by Shotzi, obviously. Um, and uh, she just, I don't know. Bailey's been off her game for a while since she's like sort of kind of came back. Like, yes, yeah, she was having like a pretty nice, decent run. You know, she came back and then afterwards, moving forward, those multiple times she lost to Bianca. You know, the only time I think she she pretty much beat Bianca was when she pinned her at uh what was it Clash of the Castle, but that was an attack, a six-woman tag match, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, it was like a loss at the loss, even with the help of Dakota and EO trying to help her win, she still lost. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the end goal could be for Shotzi and Bailey, but what it is is the fact of Oscar has momentum going into her match with EO next week. You know what I'm saying? With the help of you know, Shotzi um, assisting, and this is a <laughs> these are two crazies inside the ring. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Uh, because Oscar, Oscar, I'm gonna tell you, so Oscar is so funny watching her on Twitter. She be, I don't know where she gets these videos or pictures from, but Oscar is very hilarious on on uh Twitter and everything. And I mean, this whole like thing with. You know, Shotzi trying to like show like you know a little bit of you know dabbing up or whatever. You know, Oscar is like, mm, okay, girl, I got my eyes on you too. A anytime you can get blue mist, green mist, yellow mist, red mist, anybody can get mist. You too, Shotzi. So that is a Halloween tag team right there. No lie, they wanted to. I know Halloween Havoc could probably be making his rounds again. You can't have Halloween Havoc without the Queen Shotzi. It's just not right. She's been hosting it for the longest. And I mean, you just you just can't have Halloween have without Shotzi. So I don't know, man. Um, I don't know what, what it is to say for Bailey and the outcome of what things are gonna be for her, but right now, she's definitely on a losing streak. She truly is, and it's 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 terrible for her. But shout out to Oscar for winning. She has momentum going into her match next week with uh EO, which I'm really still not happy about the fact that they're having a title match on a random Friday night smackdown which is sometimes it seems like that's what they do right before we kind of get to those those pay-per-views and stuff like that so i don't know but what are your thoughts on this uh match here with uh bailey and oscar and do you feel like uh dakota is pretty much right about how bailey you know has been losing her matches because she's not 
she's not uh, maybe Bailey lost who the hell she she is, you know. I mean, yeah. Dakota was definitely right about Bailey, you know, losing her focus because of what she did to Shotzi. I mean, mm -hmm. she's definitely learning that once you bully somebody, you can't just expect them to just lay down and take it. Right. And Shotzi has now embraced her new look and now she's crawling after her like the demon in the Doja Cat video. So for the life of me, it's just like you get what you you get what you ask for. If you ask for darkness, you get darkness back. And that's exactly what's happening to Bailey. So, I mean, it's really all Bailey's fault because if she had just not cut her hair, then she wouldn't be in this situation. But Bailey did that. And now she lost to Oscar. I mean, Going up against Asuka, who is, like, incredibly tough anyway, was going to be a tall task anyway. But it's just, like, but then when you have the Shotzi part of it thrown in there, too, it's like your head is going to be out of the game. And I do love that on commentary they did mention, because technically this was the in-ring main event. Um, I love the fact that they mentioned that Bailey and Asuka are both Grand Slam champions. Um, and I feel like with Bailey and all of her character work, it's easy to forget that she is one of the most decorated, you know, four horse women of all time. And she's had amazing matches that have set the course for women's wrestling as we know it in terms of WWE forward. Um, but it's just like she really has just been losing all kinds of focus because she's been trying to control Dakota and control EO so much to the point to where it's like, I feel like she's doing that out of a sense of anger that she doesn't have any gold, any gold or any accomplishments for herself. And you hate to see it, but that's really what's going on. And I don't know if it's going to take Bailey either losing control and losing her friends to get her back to who she once was. Cause you did make a valid point in saying that maybe she doesn't know who she is anymore. And a part of me always wonders like, would there ever be a point if she returned back to like, Hugger Bailey, would we accept that? Would anybody be open to that? Because it seemed like the truest form of Bailey is the one that loved wrestling and just wanted to be a nice person and not unleash all sorts of evil hell on people. Um, maybe there'll be a point where she'll get back to that part of herself. Who knows? But Bailey has just been on the struggle bus lately and the fact that she wasn't focused going up against somebody like Asuka, who is really deadly and is and she has her her sights set on the title was just a mistake that she made and she's really gonna have to learn how to fix it. She definitely is. Um I don't know. I don't know if like how people will receive Bailey as a hugger as of right now, because we've seen her be such a heel, a great heel at that, you know, so whether the wins or losses rate goes or whatever, but I don't know how I would feel about Bailey going back to the hugger. I really don't think she needs to go back to the hugger. You know what I'm saying? I think that I don't, I don't even know what a baby face Bailey would be like without being the hugger. You know what I'm saying? We haven't truly seen that. Like, once she dropped the hugger shit, she's been healed and she's been healed ever since then. So I don't necessarily know exactly, like, what that would be like. It's interesting to see, but I mean, I don't I don't think as of right now she would end up being, like, uh, going into, like, a babyface run. I think she'll still be a heel because obviously she still has one end goal and her goal is more so of, of course, 
winning a, another championship, obviously, you know, but she is letting it be known that she's trying to be that parent or be that side place for Dakota and be there for EO and all their accomplishments, which Bailey was like, oh, we won Money in the Bank. We we are the champions now and all this and that. So it's like, it's a we, we, we thing, you know, and, but EO was the one who won it. And she's the one who's holding the title right now, not you, Bailey. So I don't know. But yeah, those Bailey buddies are buried uh, way deep down. I can't see Bailey as a tweener. I absolutely don't mind it. If she does choose to be a tweener, I think that'd be great for her because she can still have that heel-listic vibe of things. Uh, but also still be that little baby face that, you know, people, you know, engage into. So. But she may bring them back if Easy Marino gets a duty. I am hoping that's not that does not happen. I I I I don't think that's a great idea. I think that uh, we should not allow that to happen. So, but of course we just have to figure out uh, what happens um, uh, next week per se. So. Um, speaking of next week, uh, we have LWO's Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar versus Montez Ford and Joel Dawkins um, in a tag match uh, next week. I don't know what was going to happen, but of course, I, I have no. I'm, I'm, everybody wins because I, I I like both sides and everything, so I'm, I'm going for everybody. But I feel like this could be the start of where things may start to transpire between Ray and Santos because Ray didn't technically help. In a sense, tonight with LWO and Santos and all that stuff, like he kind of just—I don't know—I didn't see him do anything. Did y'all see him do anything? No, he did. Like yeah. it's like once the street prophets started fighting them, you know, yeah. at the behest of Bobby. Like when Bobby was telling them to jump them, yeah. they started fighting, and then Santos and him, Santos and Ray did sort of jump in. But I think they, but I think Bobby came in there, and then he hit. The crap out of Ray, so oh, well, I guess Ray, Ray did try. <laughs> I guess Ray disappeared out of nowhere, honestly, because I was like, "Do I want to fuck Ray?" Yet? Then I don't know, but I don't know. I I still feel as if like uh, this this could set up for Santos to get frustrated because Santos still does deserve an opportunity to challenge for that title because his opportunity was taken away from Theory, and I mean Ray ended up winning the title, but I do think that Santos definitely still deserves to have that opportunity to uh, have that chance to challenge for the title because that was taken away. So I think that eventually it could happen with, with him and Ray. It could go to fast lane. I wouldn't mind it. I, I think it'd be great, but I'm just afraid of what the outcome is going to be because what if Santos does not win? Hmm. So is he going to show respect or is he going to be disrespectful? And me personally, I just want everybody to be happy because <laughs> I don't, I don't want any issues between my 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 other faction, you know what I'm saying? I'm in I'm in a lot of faction, guys. I'm I'm with the LWO. Of course, I'm wearing my LWO sweatshirt. Of course, representing the my flag, Dominican Republic. Um, and you know, I'm part of uh, you know, Judgment Day. Of course, I am the belt that holds up uh, Damian Priest's pants, and I am also the uh, pants that uh, Finn wears as well. So I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm spread out a lot of places. Um, but, yeah, so this match is happening next week. Uh, also, we do have, of course, our WWE Women's Championship match with EO Sky and Asuka happening, finally happening next week. This is I am, I am hoping 
that this match goes crazy. I am. I don't want I don't want any interruptions. I don't want any any distractions. I don't want anything that could ruin this moment because it's something that a lot of people have been waiting for and it's something that I want to see. So please don't have us end up like how Monday Night Raw went. Even though I'm not mad at how Monday Night Raw went at all whatsoever. I'm so happy to see Naya. Of course, she's on my wall over here, but you can't see her. Um, but I'm so happy that Naya's back. So I don't know what's gonna happen between uh EO and Oscar, but I'm hoping that they main event, but they may open up the show. But I'm hoping that they do main event because women have been main eventing this week. And honestly, it would have been great if this match was happening this week because we would have had three three women's title matches on the line this week that would have main event. But we have to wait till next week. So I tweeted that this should get 20 minutes of no commercials. That's that's only if they choose to run it that way. But we know Dodie got to pay their bill. So, but y'all making y'all make enough money to not run it down commercials. So. This match is gonna be a banger. I'm excited to see. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that we'll be able to. Well, oh fuck, I won't be here actually. <gasps> what? I'm going, I'm going to Memphis Mayhem for Impact. Damn, um... I for <laughs> forgot. I I wouldn't even better see this. Damn. All right. You know what? <laughs> I totally forgot. All right. Okay. Well. I had to talk about it when I come back. <laughs> then I totally forgot. Damn, this. Well, all right. I just had to talk about it when I come back um, and get my thoughts on it and everything and stuff. So, yeah, but we'll hold okay. space for that when you come back. Please, please, and thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that is happening. Um, and of course, this leads us to our closing out of the show. But we're going to take a short commercial break to talk about all the other shows. Um, that we do have here on Women's Wrestling Talk. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Oh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Because it is Hispanic Heritage Month, I I have to bring in the Cubano King, uh, Cody Rose. So of course, guys know what everybody. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. So Memphis Mayhem is next week for Impact. They are tape. No, they're actually taping on a Friday and a Saturday to be exact. So. Memphis is only 
two and a half hours away from where I live. So I don't really have that far of a drive from when I went to Austin, Texas. That was like almost, that was an eight hour shift to text to Austin, Texas. Jesus. In one day. So technically I drove 16 hours to and then back the next day. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Bobby being on the Heritage Month poster is wild to me. I don't know. I feel like I could have sworn they they acknowledged that last year, but I mean, it's no shocker to me because he talked about it in a in an interview before about how he's you know part of part of Manian and how his family um, is from uh, Panama and they came over to you know the U.S. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I I knew about all all of that uh, mm-hmm. when he. Um, did talked about it in an interview, which I think that is great. Which we will be having a panel here that will definitely touch light on how you know blacks who are a part of the you know diaspora, um, who have Latin roots and everything like that, and how you know sometimes our black features dominate the features of us looking Hispanic and things like that. So yeah it was it was you know you wouldn't look at bobby and be like oh my god he looks potamanian no yeah he doesn't have that you know stereotypical hispanic Mm -hmm. look you know saying so which is it happens it happens to the most the most of us i've dealt with it too or whatever um so but shout out to bobby you know saying yeah if it's one Mm -hmm. if it's one thing we have learned over the last couple years is the fact that Everybody has different qualities to them, you know, and every culture has, you know, different mixtures within. So Mm -hmm. we should just hold space for that and, you know, let him be him as excellent as he knows how to be, you know, and represent his culture in that way. So, yeah. I just need Bobby to uh, speak Spanish one time so I can incorporate it in my uh Hispanic videos that I would be utilizing this entire month. <laughs> from today all the way up until October 15th. That's gonna be a lot of celebration for uh the Hispanic community um and everything like that. So yeah. All right so we're here for our I guess you could say closing out oh okay Mr Jeffrey what what part of the Caribbean you know that's like, wonderful like what was you like Haitian or something Jamaican something like that all right but (laughs) so we have uh the Grayson Waller effect show ladies and gentlemen uh and John Cena is on it and you know Jay uh Grayson being exactly who he is whoever comes out he mimics Everything that they fucking do in that issue. He was back there throwing up the damn chain gang symbols back there in the back behind Cena and everything. And he's just he just gets on my damn nerves. But he is so funny wearing his chain gang uh jersey and, and all of that and everything. Uh okay, Virgin Islands. Okay, you love to see it. That thing ting there. Okay. Uh <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, of course. Grayson being Grayson starting shit as always talking a lot of trash like he always do and prompting Cena to come out of his shirt which I'm never I'm never upset about uh, I'm glad that man is the age that age he is and the body is still be bodying um you <laughs> love to see it you love to see it but what you don't love to see is Jimmy Uso coming out um 
once again um it's not the the first time we've seen him um and well he comes up to the ring and he tells cena what did i tell you like last week nobody came to see you everybody is here to see jimmy uso not you and well i mean it continues on when solo comes out and then he solo was about to i don't know i don't know what what be triggering solo but he was about to knock the shit out of out of jimmy once again like in, in any capacity i don't know if it was a decoy or what but it definitely played a big part in the execution of this stare down between uh solo and um john it's like cena you know you you literally have fought everybody almost everybody that's a part of this alone. you've been in that interaction with a lot of them whether it was of course the rock rikishi roman umaga and now you got the usos and now you got solo so it's like who the hell else can possibly get in the altercation to what we're gonna get zilla fatu over here umaga's son you know what i'm saying jacob fatu hell let tamina super kick your ass or some shit hell something i don't know is that his new catchphrase everyone comes to see me girl i don't know but then he need to put otis right next to it because nobody's coming to see him so exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking too i was just like ain't nobody coming to see you otis Nobody, <laughs> no damn body. Um, but what John did not see was that damn super kick coming out of nowhere to solo. And I mean, once again, Jimmy thinking that solo is coming to his aid, he's trying his best to showcase that he is. I don't, I really, I'm still confused as to what this is. I don't know what this is, I don't know what we're getting into. Like, Jimmy, you you said last week that. No, but you're not a part of bloodline. You nor Roman or Paul can tell him what he can and cannot do. And when he say he's out of the bloodline, and Solo tells you that you're you're out of the bloodline, when we tell you out the bloodline, and then you start to put your hands on him, and then you're saving him. He's saving you. I don't get it. And then, of course, because AJ Styles still had, because AJ Styles is obviously not happy with the with what Jimmy did earlier interfering in his match, he comes out and he starts to knock the hell out of Jimmy, knock the hell out of Soto, and we get the two men that were once enemies. You know, of course, this is the face that this is the uh, you know place that AJ Styles built. You know, but he also can say that. We just love to beat up John Cena. So, you know, and here we are. They are, I mean, I guess you could say align themselves, even though they did go into a dark match and everything um, after the show went off. But I'm I'm still so confused on this whole bloodline thing. And now y'all understand why, I, I, why I, I tweeted what I tweeted out. Cody should have beat Roman. We wouldn't even have like y'all saying like we're put y'all Paul. You may seem like oh we're putting out layers and layers and layers. Is this the downfall of what we're getting for the bloodline? You trying to figure out what the hell is going on? Like because we don't I don't I don't get it. I'm confused. I don't know what the hell we're doing here or what the hell y'all are doing because none of it is making any sense to me. Jay is on Raw trying to 
prove that he's not who he was in a bloodline because he was manipulated and got enemies there while Jimmy is out here creating enemies of his for no reason. Jimmy, you were not you weren't truly really the hated one in the bloodline. It was Jay that people, you know, that a lot of those who he's encountering with um had issues with. Let's just say that. You know what I'm saying? Then then too many people truly had an issue with you or anything like that. And now you're creating issues. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But I mean, Cena being on Grayson Waller show, um, and then uh, Jimmy coming out, Solo coming out, AJ coming to the rescue. I mean, what what are truly your your thoughts on this in regards to like what the hell is going on with the bloodline and you know where where do you pretty much see maybe where all this is going to be ending at? we started with such a big high <laughs> at the very beginning of this episode. And the thing that I hated the most about this segment was the fact that John Cena didn't get a chance to say anything because Grayson Waller was roasting him and John Cena was just ready to fight. And I'm just sitting here like John Cena had more to say in his segment with the rock and more to say to the cameraman who, who was, or probably was not Stu. I'm not <laughs> sure, but, um, he had all of that to say more than he said on, on the actual talk show he was the guest of. And I felt like that was a problem. Um, Grayson Waller was being mad disrespectful by saying, you know, by calling him a child and all this other stuff. And it was just too much. And then you had Jimmy come out there trying to fight him. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, Jimmy, I understand you have your problems with John, but don't lie and be Delulu and say that nobody wants to see John Cena. No, that's literally why everybody's coming to these shows, to see John Cena. Ain't nobody coming to see you. And I think that's his problem. He's angry that everybody wants to see everybody but him. He's angry that people even want to see his brother on Raw. Because even though Jay might be hated and might be the most hated, you know, Uso out of the both of them, at least Jay is still trying to stand on his own two feet. It seems to be pretty successful at it. Whereas Jimmy, every time he tries to stand on his own two feet, he he like backpedals. And then tries to gang up with people who going to help him, you know, be something. And that's really the most frustrating part about it. It's just like, sweetheart, either you going to say that you're trying to stand up for something or you're just going to be a part of a gang. You can't have it both ways. This is not Burger King. You need to figure out what you need to do. And it's just making Jimmy just look like the lesser and the weaker Uso. Because at least Jay trying to be his own man. Jimmy just consistently keeps running back to groups over and over again. He was trying to dap up with Solo and Solo wasn't here for it. Solo was still protecting him, but yet also low-key beating him up. And then jumping on John Cena. And you got AJ who has his beef with them, with the bloodline at this point. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe next week they're going to have a tag team match with, you know, AJ and John Cena versus Solo and Jimmy. But I'm almost afraid that Jimmy and Solo won't be able to keep it together because Jimmy is acting crazy. So it's all pretty weird, to say the least. And then the weirdest part about all of this is, is all of this fighting was going on and Grayson Waller was just sitting at his desk doing nothing, just watching it all happen. Like, Grayson Waller is like us at this point. But... Yeah, it's just really weird. And then what's even weirder is the fact that The Rock is there and this is his family, but he's just letting his family handle all this mess and he ain't getting in on none of it. It's pretty interesting. But I'm I'm sure there's possibly a reason for that. 
But either way, this was a really sort of sad ending or angry and anger inducing ending compared to the happy, happy, happy high that we had at the very beginning. So, yeah, I hope John Cena and AJ are able to get their pound of flesh, though, because I know they got to be frustrated. They have to be. I mean, it's yeah, Jimmy should be a rebel, but he's struggling on his own. He is struggling on his own. And it's definitely showing that Jimmy cannot do it alone. You know, so he cannot do it on his own. He's tried. Well, he's had even tried, you know what I'm saying? The only thing he's 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 what he has tried to do is try to keep himself from getting his ass beat by his own little brother at that. He's tried to. So I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much up in the air when it comes to this whole bloodline thing and what the plans is and stuff like that. It feels like they are holding off on a lot of things. Um, and it is like in a hell of a lot more luster than expected um, in so many different ways. Because, I mean, you have Jay on Raw, you have Jimmy and Solo and Paul trying to hold down and constantly continue to be, you know, relevant within the bloodline. Then you have the Judgment Day on both shows trying to work their magic to see if they can recruit both of the brothers now. And Roman's not just, there. Roman is not there. He's nowhere to be found. It hasn't been seen um in in quite some time now so um i don't know but the more and more y'all continue to uh whatever the hell y'all creating back there the more and more it's like well you know bloodline it was fun while i was you know it lasted but i'm gonna need y'all to go ahead and like put it into this and wrap this up whereas rikishi he should have been back to fix fix it with his sons girl he don't give a damn. All he's gonna do is get in that ring and start dancing. That's it. He was not gonna try to clear some shit out with his sons. Listen, they want to get in the ring and duke it out, get in the ring and fight. There but, you here's, go. but here's my thing though the, to respond to what you said about wrapping up the bloodline story. It's really funny how within this story, we've also had there have been other fans who've had that sentiment and felt like mm-hmm. oh well they should need to just wrap it up because it's not hidden no more and stuff and then what happens it starts hitting us again with some more drama that we actually you know have to get sucked back into somehow so i don't know if i don't know maybe they're just waiting to hit us with something else but either way yeah it's just i feel like maybe we shouldn't you know just outright like just say, oh well, we're finished with this. But then, in actuality, it wind up it winds up being something else that happens that we just haven't gotten into yet. But you know, you just never know. That is true. But I'm, I'm about to tell all y'all. To be honest, I've been tired of y'all for three years now. Go almost going on four. I've been done. I've been done from the beginning, even before beforehand. I've been done with the bloodline. I've I've been one of the most hated bloodline uh, haters of all time. Honestly, you have. I have from the beginning You've been very consistent from the beginning hate. from yes. the beginning I ain't from jump. none of this so yes and, and, and before we were together that was <laughs> happening and I remember you know you Roman and, and the bloodline and everything <laughs> and blah blah well, I'm not trying to hear none of that I'm sick of everybody <laughs> Every every week, I was getting jumped in the comment section about the bloodline and what happened. I go to sleep every night <laughs> that in every capacity, the bloodline has crumbled in so many different ways. And now that Roman is not here hogging up the damn screen just to say two, three, 
words that he's going to say like he do all, all the time, there's more people getting opportunities to be on the screen. There's more sto- storylines can continue to move and everything. Jeffrey, stop talking because you you still number one on my hit list. I don't like don't act like you're innocent because you're not. Okay, so but that's that. I mean, whatever continues to happen with the bloodline story, I'm sure we'll all be here to talk about it, and it's gonna be the same outcome for me. Wrap this shit up. I'm done with y'all. Point blank period. But that pretty much brings us to, I mean, the end of the Friday Night Smackdown after show. I hope you guys um enjoyed yourself. I mean, like, I mean, fuck, The Rock came back. Like, what? That it doesn't get any better than that. And this is why SmackDown right now, this week, is probably the number one show because of The Rock coming back. Unexpected at that. Maybe some people knew. I'm glad that some people may have tried to uh keep that a secret. Let me say something out. Okay. I can pull I can pull up the the live chat, Jeffrey. You oh, are Jesus. not safe. I can pull up your tweets, okay? Okay. So don't don't play. All right, but Stephanie, let everyone know where they can uh keep up with you at. Well, yeah, this was great. Um, probably one of the most memorable episodes of SmackDown we've had. And yes, SmackDown is number one, and I'm definitely sure NXT was number two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> compared to like with everything that happened Tuesday with Becky. Um, yeah. so yeah, like we've had a pretty colorful week. But of course, you can find and follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, the Virgo, um, at on Instagram and Twitter, because I'm not calling you X, and on threads at Queen Steph Hardy. You can listen to my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, everywhere you get your podcast, audio-wise, and also on YouTube at The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Tomorrow, I will be having an in-depth look episode on Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet from NXT Worlds Collide 2022 because that match took place on my birthday and it was fantastic um so I just wanted to go in and talk about that and of course you can um check out my work on www.talkpod.com because I have recaps for wild superheroes over the past two weeks so please read those articles because a lot of love was put into them and I thank um Drian and TK all the time for letting me write and do my thing um, with those. And yeah, it's pretty much it. That's all I have going on. So yeah, just continue to just support me and what I have going on and just support the brand because we here. Yeah, of course. Um, and once again, as always, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Of course, you can always find me on Google. Drion Santana, D-R-I-U-N-E. That's where you can always find me. Um, you can catch me here on Holding Down on Monday Night Raw, uh, post show, holding it down on uh Impact Wrestling. I'm gonna say Impact Wrestling post show, and of course, here on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Now, mind you, I will not be here next week for Friday Night SmackDown. Um, but Stephanie will be, and it's gonna be a great show. So definitely make sure you guys continue to pull up uh, for her there, and definitely make sure you pull up for a Monday Night Raw post show because we still got some answers that we need to figure out um, and definitely pull up for Impact because we're going to be on part two of the Impact 1000 episode celebration. Um, so definitely need to figure out some things over there too, though. But nonetheless, uh, we thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend and, uh, you know, check out all the other shows we do have here and stuff like that. But once again, this is found out Cody versus dumb on raw. I'm so sick of it already. Now, now y'all really about this. Oh, wait, wait, there's one more thing we do have to say. 
please oh, yeah. vote for Women's Wrestling Talk um, for Best Podcast Network in the Black Podcasting Awards. We're so mm-hmm. grateful to be nominated for that because we are the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And we work really hard on this thing. And it was a real honor to hear that we have been nominated for that award for the Black Podcasting Awards. So we will be sharing the link um, in and out throughout the week so you can vote for us for that. So please vote for us for that award. We would love to win it and just represent it because not only are we the number one women's restaurant on the planet, we are mostly black. We are black owned and that is amazing. So please, you know, vote for us for that as well. Oh, and also catch me on Wild Superheroes uh, post show with Katrina and Emily because season two is starting tomorrow and I'm excited. So yeah. <laughs> Of course, of course. And once again, like I said, this is a women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling on the planet. And we will see you guys really soon. Women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>